Let's get this bitch started. Stupid yet the rhyme's so brilliant Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million Two high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling What the blood clot, how did all these thug rocks Have me looking dumb hot, with my eyes all bloodshot Now that's a mugshot, in the making No need for ovens when you're waking Bacon, no faking, I only smoke the danky herbs Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast, H-Cubed up in this bitch. Yes, sir, yes, sir, we back with another episode for y'all this week, and this week, first of all, I'm back this week, I, you know, I had to take a little leave, yes, but we are back, and we are back and popping, shout out to my man uh, who was filling in for me last week, whom I don't know his name, because it's my man Scooby, man, so <laughs> shout out to him, though. Shout out to my boy Mars, thanks for being on again, he enjoyed it and wants to come back again, so... Might bet, have him back. Bet. Nah, for sure, definitely, definitely. So, definitely shout out to him for filling in for the kid over here. But we are back with a regular episode for y'all. And, you know, I guess there's no way to even, we just kind of have to start talking about this. The cool, just diving right into it. DMX, legend in hip hop, legend 100% of New York, but 1000% just in general and of, of rap, you know, passed away at the age of 50. What was it? Uh, Two days ago, right now? Yeah, two uh, days ago. After the overdose that put him in a coma, had no brain activity for like three or four days. And of course, you know, everybody was rooting for him. But uh, yeah. apparently it's just like, apparently, I don't know technically like if he died on the scene, but whatever it was, I think he was, I think he might have died for a little bit, which meant that he didn't have oxygen going to his brain, which is why he ended up having no brain activity once they were able to resuscitate him. But unfortunately, X didn't make it. And Yo, this, I mean, like, this is one that hurts, like, for sure, for sure, because this is one of the yeah. niggas that raised, like, helped raise me and, like, you know, people of my age and shit like that. Like, Hell this yeah. is this is one of the greats. This is one of the hip-hop kings right here. And we've all been known about DMX's struggles and his addiction problems basically since day one when he came out. He's always been pretty open about it and yeah. about, you know, the shit that's happened in, to him in his life. And, I mean, DMX had a fucked up life. Like, I remember hearing just part of an interview from a long ass time ago the other day that i forgot about where he was right. saying that like you know his family situation was real fucked up like at 14 he smoked his first blunt i think with like uncles or friends or something but they had laced the blunt with crack so at 14 he smoked his first blunt and smoked crack for the first time and then apparently right, right. that's all it really took because you know as they say some people all it takes is one time and the junk got you so. yeah no i mean no definitely um and like you say you know he's He's been real open about this from the jump. That's one thing that I felt like everybody respects about DMX is his honesty and just straight up bluntness and everything from his first album to, uh, you know, throughout his career, really. And, you know, I was listening to um, the Nori, the Drink Champs interview that I think he did a couple, maybe even, I don't know when that interview was done, but I think it came out like a month ago. And uh, what I didn't know was that... Um, he released his, or he recorded his second album in like 30 days or something like that. Yeah, he was the Which first. Which is just, it's, I want to say it's the first album, the first rapper I can remember that released two albums within a year. And they both went flat. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and obviously, you know, I'm sure Drake could probably do that now. Um, <laughs> or, or maybe not platinum, but like at least somewhat similar to that, those numbers. I'm sure artists that are really, really good right now could probably do that now. But to do that back then was fucking crazy you know what i mean exactly. and and you know this is literally a street nigga like to the core you know what i mean so it's 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 
it's just definitely the first street dude to really make it and like do it his way kind of like not have to you know change you know who the fuck i guess they were it, it was his rawness that kind of attracted everybody to him i think yeah it was and it was just like the sincerity and the emotion that you could get from his songs and it's like even as like dmx the person like even as the rapper sometimes you just didn't expect that type of that level of emotion and stuff to come from him but it was just like he's always been a very emotional very real person and when you sit back and you listen to his music especially the more emotionally charged jones you can you can hear the pain in his voice you can hear his voice change up a little bit you know it's not just a like that x is you know you get a whole different x so it's always been i feel like it's always been different listening to x first of all especially his deeper songs of course like slipping and shit but i mean i feel like that that shit just takes a whole new meaning now like we was listening to him the other day and man it was like a few songs came on and i was just like bro like this is something like i didn't expect it to hit like this you know what i'm saying like oh yeah the shit hit hard and like i don't know for sure Blessings to nah, him and his family, for real. Nah, for, for real, dog. Um, you know, I was, and not too long ago, we, we reviewed his first album. And, you know, at this point, obviously, you know, I knew all of the hits of his. That's going to give it to you. Um, just every, every his song that, like, I guess has been on, like, every movie commercial and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But I had never really listened to a DMX album until we reviewed that, that album. And, that joint is fucking crazy, dog. Like, that joint is fucking vicious. My favorite joint is fucking with D. <laughs> Hell uh, yeah. That, first of all, that beat is hard, and that, that joint is just, is just fucking tough. You know, just, just going through, like, his catalog, it's kind of crazy, right? Because now, obviously, I, I'm not bringing this up to kind of, like, tarnish him or anything like that, but it's just kind of crazy that, like, this kind of shit, people kind of got away with this with, like, in 2003, because the song, um, Where the Hood At? Mm-hmm. That joint, like the first verse, is like extremely homophobic. I don't know if you, if you noticed that. <laughs> yeah, nah, that's a. That was kind of a characteristic of a lot of DMX songs. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah, DMX was a. Uh, he was one of the people that used to to let the maggot with an F fly freely. And then, you know, it's it's the funny thing is, right? I'm kind of wishing that it was that simple that he just said, you know, maggot with an F. Oh no, you know? but no, I can imagine. No, yes, I know, I know that song. So <laughs> yes, no. Dog. There's a lot of, um, but yes, uh, very no, problematic I, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's funny because I feel like the only parts that like I heard before was the the hook, the what up, what up, what up, So I feel like I don't know. It's just kind of crazy that most, like, obviously a commercial wouldn't play the other part, but it's kind of funny because I probably heard that like in a commercial or in, like a compilation or something. And after hearing the song, it was just like. Damn, this is a like this is kind of like a hateful, like a crazy hateful kind of song, dog. But yeah. I don't know. But it was a different time, so understandable. And, and, and I feel like you know, it's it's just it was just a sign of the times that were. I think that was like 2002. So yeah, definitely. You know, everybody was calling each other fags all the time. So it's just I don't know. It was just a different time. So and, and I even saw people who were you know coming out and you know trying to hold it. Cancel thing, you know. There's always gonna be bullshit Bro, like that. I'm so tired die. of doing that though. Like, nah, that I really shit is lame. Go back to some old shit before even most of some of these people were born who are bitching about it. You and, know what? That shit is lame, right? The, the truth of the matter is, dog. Everybody's done something that like they're probably ashamed of in their life that in their past, and you know, thankfully you're older, you know better now. Mm-hmm. 
and you know you're, you haven't fucking resorted to it, so why bring it up now like you know what i mean so i, I don't know that's sh- especially when a man is dead yeah you know what i mean like that that's one thing that i've never understood um people trying to tarnish people's names because at the end of the day this is this is more so about the family or about fans and things like that than about the person exactly dead. the person's fucking dead so when people, you know, they get their feelings about that kind of shit and they try to, like, you know, accuse people of doing shit, I think, I think that shit's lame, dog. But, no, you know I what I mean? I totally agree with you. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm at this point, I'm kind of just tired of it. I mean, like, we've had the whole, I mean, we for the last couple of years, we've had the whole cancel culture thing, like, really popping off. And it's just like, yeah, some things deserve to be canceled, like, like yeah. some Jeffrey Epstein shit, like, shit like oh, that. Yeah, sure. But I mean, like, when it comes to the music artists and shit like that and, and comedians, when, you know, this is part of your art is to, you know, be out the box, be wild, be, you yeah. know, crazy and shit like that. And now you're getting, you know, bombarded for it, for, you know, being fun. Like, come on, dog. Like, you already know that these people are performers. They're performing oh, yeah. when they do this stuff. So it's like, y'all people really just need to learn how to separate the artist from their art. And, like, if the person is fucked up in real life, then, yes, cancel them if they, you know, child trafficking or, you know, kicking puppies or whatever the fuck they do in their real life. But don't go to their music because, you know, you say, oh, they've got some problematic lyrics in their music. Man, this is their fucking art. You know, it's it's the equivalent of of Dave Chappelle getting canceled for all those skits that he would make on the Chappelle show. Yes. Including the one where he kicked the fucking baby. Yes. You know (laughs) know what I'm saying? Like, Like, dog, how much crazy ass shit was in that show? And I'm sure, well, and maybe people did try to get this book canceled. I don't remember, but I, I, I feel like it'd be stupid because, like you said, this is all part of the art form. It's part of what he does, and I, I just feel like people need to be able to separate that shit. That's exactly what I'm saying because it's, it's just like it's like don't y'all get tired of just going after people and being like this they person don't. is terrible. They like, don't, That's literally the only thing that they have to do all fucking day. So these niggas, just, is, it's terrible. Bro. It's fucking sad. Terrible. For, for real, R.I.P. to DMX, the family, all of the fans, sure. the Rough Riders, his old artists, everybody yep. who has ever been touched by this man, because he has touched a lot of people. Just shit from that that footage. I know everybody has seen that clip of DMX um rocking the stage at Woodstock, and it seems like there's a billion oh, yeah. people in the crowd. Like, like uh, it was like I feel like that that was the same energy because I I didn't get to see him perform extendedly himself. I mm. saw him perform as like you know the guest host or the guest guest appearance on the oh, bad boy reunion tour mm. so he did like three maybe four songs but when, right, he, right. when he came out it was this exact same energy as that fucking clip in the you know in the verizon Center or whatever this shit's called now. you know what i'm saying like it was just that's a, what i've heard it was I've, 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 I've heard that um from from a lot of people's like in, in the comment section they'll be like yeah that woodstock uh clip is crazy but if you've ever watched DMX perform in real life, you know that that's his energy in every single fucking show. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I don't doubt that at all. And that's one thing that energy, uh, or that, that X brought to the, to the game is, is energy. And I feel like that's one thing. And, and that's why he has such an impact on everybody. He's somebody that's transcended just his generation. I think his popularity is multi-generational from your generation to my generation mm-hmm. to even the one below us. People, People love DMX. Like people know him even as just a cultural icon. Even if you've never heard of his music, you know him for just being who he was. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know him for being this dude, this crazy dude, uh, who at the same time had a fucking heart of gold, according to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it, it's it's I don't know. It, it's again, it, it's obviously sad that it had to end this way. Ultimately, you know, his his issues got the best of him. But ultimately, I feel like you know, I feel like he. 
he got to a point where, I mean, I feel like he was happy, you know, at, at this point in his life, you know, because I think I seen, I seen an interview where, where he did the the Drink Champs joint with, with Nori, mm-hmm. and they asked him, he was like, yo, you know, if, and it's kind of crazy that he asked him, if you think about it, but they asked him, if you were just cro- if you were to just croak over and die right now, how would you feel about your life? And I think he he pretty much said, yeah, I'd be happy about it. I'd be I'd be satisfied with it. So it, it kind of seems like he was a, 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 at least a little bit more at peace uh, towards the you know end of his life. Obviously, I'm sure he's still bad with issues, but it, it's just kind of good to see that he kind of was doing a little bit better. Because I remember a couple couple years ago, he was still kind of wilding a little bit. Yeah, I remember was it, a few years ago he was like really really skinny and sick looking. And then when he did the verses with Snoop Dogg a few months oh, back, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was looking quite healthy and plump. It's like, okay, DMX is back out here, you know, back on his shit. Like, you could tell he's getting older and that, you know, this the stuff from his past had, had taken a toll on him. But, like, he was still yeah. out here. Like, you know, his voice wasn't as, as sharp as it used to be. And, you know, he had yeah. look, was looking a little bit tired. But, I mean, the nigga was older. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he yeah, had a hard sure. life. So, you know, he's going to look like that. But it, no way in the world did we think that this was going to happen. And it's just sad that it happened off of a relapse. Like, for real. Yeah, no, definitely, and you know, it just kind of goes to show how, how much of a, I guess, how non-simple addiction is, you know, how complex simple uh, addiction is. Uh, it's not as, as simple as okay, your life is doing good now, and and you know, because you know, he, he, people think that because you know, all of a sudden, you know, you're doing good, and you have no real reason to do it. If you're addicted to something, you're addicted to it. You're gonna find a reason to want to do something. So. Mm-hmm. That's just the sad, rea- sad reality of it, and again, the sad reality of him succumbing to this shit, and uh, it just, it just really sucks, man. And you know, sucks to see another legend, really, of the game taken away early. And you know, if if, if you follow anybody that's anybody of the culture, you'll see, you know, everybody was posting about DMX, particularly New York and as a whole. Everybody from New York, rappers, DJs, radio personalities. So, yeah, man, big RIP to DMX, man. Definitely from his uh, music career to even his acting career, which I forget about all the time. Um, yeah. and, and he legitimately had like four or five movies that were like major movies. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty, that's pretty impressive. Yep. And I feel, I feel like DMX could have definitely had a, a way more extensive movie career. Oh, I yeah. mean, I'm, maybe it's just his addiction and shit. Ha- uh, sidelined him from it maybe it's that he just didn't want to do it anymore you know what i'm saying like, right, who, right who knows but it's like i feel like he could have definitely had way more of a of a career and i feel like he would have been one of those one of those rappers that you you like he they would have probably tried to like typecast him like they do a lot of rappers at first but i feel like he would have surpassed that and you know kind of done like a ll cool j you know what i'm saying where like yeah. he could have been in a whole rack of different type of shit and it, he would have been really good at it so yeah for sure but I mean, here you know those shoulda, coulda, wouldas. Yeah, nah, definitely. So you know, definitely big R.I.P. and prayers to his family. Yeah, man, we gonna keep, we gonna keep blasting DMX forever, man. Sure. All right. So one thing I think we both woke up to this morning was the images of Kid Cudi in a dress performing mm. on Saturday Night Live. Now, yeah. I haven't seen the performance. Yeah, me neither, me neither. Or any videos of it. I've just seen the stills of him in a dress. But he legit is on his young thug <laughs> and just has on a fucking like a pink sundress with flowers or whatever it was. Like, I don't know what the issue or what the message was or if there was a message or if it was just like a, a weird statement that Cuddy makes. But I mean, 
Cuddy's always been a little bit on the on the left side of things, like just a little bit off center yeah. about quite a lot of things. I'm not really a new Cuddy fan. I was only like a mixtape Cuddy fan. I didn't really like it when he started doing albums and stuff. But I mean, I don't really know what to say about this because it's like as weird as Cuddy has been over the years, we've never seen anything like this from him. And I don't want to say it's like weird because we've already been down this road with a couple rappers now. But at the same time, it's just like, where did it come from? Why did it happen? Like, I have the answers. I have the answers. Well, now, my friends speak on it. My Oracle friend. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, and here's the issue. And I feel like to a certain degree, I feel like most people won't know this. And, and at this point, it won't even matter to most people because they already, you know, once people have their opinion on something, that's just what it is. There's no, even if you, even if you present like 100% logical reasoning, for the contrary, people, once they're embedded into what they believe, that's just what the fuck is going to be. So, pretty much, to make a really long story short, Kid Cudi was actually making an homage to uh, Kurt Cobain. Okay. Because Kurt, Kurt Cobain performed wearing a very similar, like, dress over a shirt. But the thing is, I think Kurt Cobain was, might have been wearing a shirt. But the point is, that he, he wore a similar dress to that while performing at some kind of show or whatever. And I think this is like the 20s I don't, I don't know what which anniversary but it's the anniversary of, of his death sometime this week so he was doing it to to, to kind of like you know honor him type of shit. interesting i yeah. don't really remember anything about kurt cobain doing that and i feel like that would have been look look kurt cobain the kurt cobain dress oh no there's many pictures of kurt cobain in the dress <laughs> so Is yeah it? okay yeah there are quite a few of them on here yeah, so that's that's kind of um okay the whole what the, well you see the white dress right yeah uh huh that's that's kind of what Kid Cudi was kind of I guess homaging if you will yeah now and again I don't expect people you know certain people to really understand it or whatever or even to even care to I guess understand it but I feel like if you're a Kid Cudi fan like if you're if you're who listens to Kid Cudi and who puts bread on Kid Cudi's table. I feel like you're not gonna give a fuck about this because you know, if if you, chances are if you're a Kid Cudi fan, you you know about uh, Kirk Cobain. It's just that's just really what it mm-hmm. is because I feel like they they both make very uh, emotionally centered music. So I feel like you know chances mm-hmm. are if you've listened to Kid Cudi, you've listened to Kirk Cobain. So I feel like this isn't something that's gonna blow your mind out of water. I've seen already seen this picture of uh, Kirk Cobain before. I like Nirvana. I like Kid Cudi. This isn't something that like. I know a lot of people like to say, you know, want to bring up the whole, you know, demasculization of the black man on TV. And then, and I understand that. But the truth of it is, right, I just, I, I feel like this has nothing to do with that. Like, if, if you look at Kid Cudi's history, he's always really, really, like, he, he, he made an album that kind of sounds like Nirvana. Like a very grungy kind of sounding album a couple albums ago. I think it's called Speeding Bullet to Heaven. So... It's it's kind of I don't know it's kind of weird that people don't really care to they kind of like look past that just to kind of follow the same narrative that's being painted you know what I mean and, and that's kind of the whole thing about narrative is that once it's painted this is just what it is yeah. oh Kid Cudi is, is he sold his soul and, and this is it right here he's coming on stage and and I guarantee you I let, let me just say this right now I guarantee you there's gonna be rappers that are gonna come out maybe even today which is a day after this happens. And, and talk and talk shit about him. Okay. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, nigga, you, you. And, and I hate to say this because I love Boozy, but I'm pretty sure Boozy's gonna be one of them. I, I'm positive he's gonna be one of them. 
and I love Boosie, but you know, I just, I just think that, like, you know, like I said, when people want to believe certain things, that's just what they believe, and, and, and you know, a lot of these guys, there's no excuse for it. There's no excuse for that or whatever. But again, Kid Cudi is somebody who identifies a lot with grunge, with uh, you know, punk, and Kurt Cobain is, is a big image in, in that world. So I feel like, you know, I don't know. I thought it was actually pretty cool. I thought it was a, a good homage. I didn't think it was no demasculinization or anything like that. Obviously, because it's there's a reason behind it. So mm. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. How, how do you feel about that after I just explained that? For like I mean, minutes? me thinking about thinking about it in general. Like I saw it and I was just confused because I've you know we've had like you said we've had other artists out there that have done similar things, but they've done it like a couple of times at this point. You know what I'm saying? And like yeah. Cuddy's been around for a long time, and I've never seen him like in a dress or any any kind of female clothing. Not to say that it's a bad thing or that I really give a damn. I was just wondering where it was coming because I was right. just like, you don't just randomly decide I'm going to perform in a dress one day just because I want to perform in a dress one day, either unless you really want to perform in a dress because that's your thing, or there's some type of significance behind it. Now I, I with him, you know, being a huge fan of Kurt Cobain and you know going off of that whole thing, I understand it more, especially. If it what the, you said the anniversary of of Kurt's death, yeah, I'm not sure which uh, which anniversary it is, but it's it's definitely. Let me, let me make sure I get the date right. Now. Let me just look that up and see. Yeah, so he April, died April 5th. Yeah, so yeah, so so this past week, um, I guess, yeah, because April 5th was Monday. Okay, now that makes perfect uh, sense. Like it, it makes yeah. perfect sense. Like it just wasn't something that was like off the random, and now you have to be like, okay, do we need to worry about this nigga? Because like he's you yeah. know, he, I'm not saying that he's like unstable or anything but like he's 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 i don't want to say he's shown and proven that he like he's just shown and proved that he's like not a normal nigga but not like he's crazy or anything he just does out yeah. like you know random shit sometimes and just like oh, okay that's cutty whatever 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 but that but again that's what i'm saying that i feel like people should look at this as that's just cutty yeah you know like like this kind of fits into that world because like like you said you know had you before you had not the knowledge of all this you were like why the fuck did you do this but now that you have it, you understand. Okay, Cuddy's into into the punk world. Mm -hmm. This is part of that world. This is not. This is something that. First of all, I'm sure Kurt Cobain wasn't the only person who's going to dress as oh, a definitely punk not. Yeah, definitely artist. Not. I'm positive. I'm positive that. I, I mean, I don't know who, but I'm positive he's not the only one. So I don't know. Once you look at it from that lens of a you know an educated lens, essentially, I feel like it'd be kind of irresponsible to kind of keep going with the narrative of oh he's. He sold his soul, or he's doing this, or he's doing that, because mm -hmm. you know what he's doing. But you kind of just continue to to follow the narrative that people choose to follow. So exactly, that's that, that's unfortunate. But um, I think you know, you and I both know what it is, and um, you know, while while we might not necessarily agree with it, you know, we, we understand that that's what it is with him, and you know, kind of is what it is. And I feel like again, I feel like his fan base just wouldn't give a fuck, you know. So. I feel like it's not going to hurt him at all. I feel like ultimately people already look at him as a weirdo kind of. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is, that's, that's all, that's all it really is. You know, it, it, he, nothing is really going to happen from this. Um, I, well, I hope not. And, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I haven't seen, I mean, I haven't, you know, obviously I haven't been awake that long today, but <laughs> like, I haven't seen, <laughs> yeah. uh, too, too much backlash about it. I think I've seen like a couple of, couple of rappers comments on it, but it wasn't like anything egregious. Like, what the fuck is this nigga doing? Blah, 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 you know, right, so, like, right. But hey, more power to Cuddy. Like, you know, um, people shouldn't be afraid to express themselves however the fuck they want to do. Nigga, if you want to wear a dress, go fucking wear a dress. <laughs> nah, I'm trying to tell you, dog. Like, let me let me tell you. You know, it's funny because 
And I know there's a difference between getting a nose ring and getting a dress. But I remember when I first got my nose ring, like maybe like five, six years ago, mm-hmm. I remember all my friends was fucking cooking me. And I remember like maybe fucking two, three years ago, like two or three of my friends got nose rings. <laughs> and you know what I mean? That's just kind of how it goes. Obviously, I'm sure y'all heard the, the saying, you know, if you're first to do it, you know, look crazy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, in this case, like I said, you know, I guess there's a reason for it. It's not like he's innovating anything. People, men, men have worn dresses before. Artists have worn dresses before. But, um, like you said, like, like I said, you know, we have the answer for it now. And I feel like people should just leave all that other bullshit to the side. Basically. But, of course, what's the, what's the shit that Charlemagne always says? Like, why, why believe the truth when the lie isn't more entertaining or whatever the joint is? Nah, that's a fact. <laughs> I'm, I, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. That's, that's a fact, uh, for sure. Another random joint I woke up to this morning was the fact that Bad Bunny was part of WrestleMania 37. Yeah, man. And Dog, was fighting I, The Miz from, uh, I, I know him through what? Uh, he used to be on MTV Real World. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, it's funny because The Miz, when I watched wrestling, which was around to everybody out there who watched wrestling as well, 2003-2004 era, which was the ruthless aggression era to all my WWE fans. And The Miz at this point was fucking... um he, he kind of entered like a competition where he was gonna become like the next wrestler, mm-hmm. right? And he lost. He like he became. I think he came in second. Okay. Uh, and it's kind of funny that like now he's kind of like you know an established wrestler. Like he's like a legit wrestler. Now. Well, I mean, we uh, we've seen ever since American Idol started, you ain't got to win to be the real winner of the show. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> as a as a matter of fact, if American Idol has proven anything, it's that you're actually better off not winning. Uh, as far as like logistically goes, you know what I mean? Basically. Because if you just look at, at the stats, most people who win aren't as successful as people who came in second, third, That's or very whatever. True. Very true. So, so yeah. So in this case, the Miz, uh, you know, went on and had a career or whatever. So yeah, he, he fought Bad Bunny last night. I think it was a tag team match. And yeah, let me just paint the picture for y'all. I was at fucking work. Fucking, you know, Saturday at work, so y'all already know how it is. It's a real slow day. You're mm-hmm. pretty much just there to fit in the fucking spaces mm-hmm. with what you're doing. So you already know we had the fucking the vape pen on deck, so we was getting ripped in there. And nigga, I just seen this fucking uh, this nigga talk about he's about to go wrestle uh, Bad Bunny. <laughs> so then I seen that shit, and I was like, oh shit, that was kind of crazy. But then it kind of remind it reminded me, like you said, that you know this isn't the first time it's happened. You have fucking uh, uh, football players. Uh, uh, what is, what's his name? Lawrence Taylor. Mm-hmm. He 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 fought in the main event at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So that was really big because that was the main event. I don't think that this is the main event. So yeah, um, so you know, and, and again, this isn't the first time we've seen it. But I've heard that there are some people backstage that are having issues with it. I guess, and I think that the reason that they're having issues is because like because. To the point that you brought up before the show, which is that this isn't the first time it's happened. Mm-hmm. You know, why Why are people getting mad now? But I think, if I'm not mistaken, that Bad Bunny wants to pursue this long term. That's what I heard, uh, that he was definitely, like, he was thinking about looking into that. And, I mean, like, he didn't do bad. Like, I mean, I didn't see the, the, the match or anything, but I did see a couple of clips on Instagram where he pulled off some pretty impressive moves. Like, I was surprised. You seen, you seen the joint where he kind of, like, he flipped the nigga and then he kind of like outside of the ring kind of yeah like sat on him afterwards i was like what the fuck yeah. like, it looked like yeah, he was about to get body slammed and then all of a sudden yeah. he flipped the dude i was like the fuck but uh no yeah like, i mean i could true. imagine that 
anybody backstage would be angry if you know you're like a third fourth tier wrestler in the system because right. you right. we I mean, everybody, I don't want to say everybody, but most of us have watched WWE, WWF at some point in our life. And we all know there are the A-listers and then the B-listers and then there's right, the right. CD and E-listers. And right. all of these dudes now don't get a chance to fight because this famous person is in there. I mean, between having any of the McMahons in a in a, in a, in a, in a <laughs> right, fight, yep. Uh, yep, yep. even ex-president Donald Trump has been in multiple uh, WWF matches. Right. Floyd Mayweather has been in, yep. in the WrestleMania match. Snoop Dogg has been in a couple. Snoop, Snoop Dogg has been in at least two, I think. Yeah, so I mean, like, you know, it's it's a big thing. And it's, you know, it's cool for the fans because, you know, they're already juiced to be there for their for their WWF shit. But now they got, you know, Snoop Dogg or, you know, the game or whoever it is that's, you know, coming in and be like, oh, shit, this got to be interesting. But you're not expecting them to do anything because you know they're not a wrestler. Like, you're just expecting that to come out and have fun. But right. at the same time, these other niggas get paid for that shit. And, I mean, I hate to say it just because uh, Bad Bunny is Latino, but it's like, they right. took our job syndrome. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. Dog, that's fucking hilarious. That's literally what the fuck it is. And, you know, and it's funny because, you know what? You know what I think it is, dog? Mm-hmm. When you've seen other niggas come in, you know, Lawrence Taylor, obviously Donald Trump, mm-hmm. Floyd Mayweather, they weren't pulling off these, like, crazy moves like 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 you said you know the moves that we saw bad bunny doing that i mean i'm not saying that, that they weren't rook that they were crazy but dog i don't think even if you had me try that try to do that shit for a week i don't think i could do those moves dog. like there was that one move the one that you talked that you talked about before outside of the ring where he kind of like flipped the dude as he looked like he was about to get power slammed dog that looks pretty fucking difficult mm-hmm. to do and I feel like if you can have the ability to learn to do that and to do it well and not break the other guy's neck. And not break your <laughs> neck. <laughs> and not break your neck. Then fuck it, dog. Like, I feel like if, if the crowd is rooting for you, if they want to see you and you do it well, mm-hmm. why the fuck not? But yeah. again, you know, it's always going to be haters at any time, any situation where mm-hmm. you take a, a, a step ahead of, of somebody who feels like they should be in your place. So I don't know, but I thought it was dope. You know, I feel like obviously this is catering to, um, to the Latino, uh, you know, community. of course, of course, they're trying, um, to, they're trying to open up more. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know if you saw, or you probably haven't, but uh, book, he, uh, Bad Bunny had a song called Booker T, mm-hmm. and Booker T was in a music video. I remember he was just and, standing there looking mean and shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that, that, so you know, it's kind of dope because um, when I was, because I was, I was actually watching part of WrestleMania yesterday, and Booker T was actually defending him. And that was pretty dope to see that, you know, that like, because I, I think. It was like Jerry the King Lawler. He was all kind of like, because he's like a, a older guy. Oh, he yeah. Was I remember a, him. A quote-unquote purist or whatever. And he was like, no, no. He's, he's just a hater him. most of the time. <laughs> no, that's really what it is. That's really what it is. He's just a fucking hater. But uh, Booker T, yeah, he, he was he was holding him down. And he was like, look, man, if he could do it, he could fucking do it. Like, if he could hold his own, he could hold his own. And if that shit looks dope, then I mean, what do you care? There was really one say? move Bad Bunny pulled off. He jumped off the top rope outside of the ring yeah. on top of somebody and still landed like without killing himself. I yeah. was like, you know what? Like if you, it, cause a lot of niggas are not going to try that. Like that's some, that's oh, like yeah. that. Um, I'm not going to say like expert level WWE shit, but like that's yeah. not your basic level shit. And if this yeah, man no. is out here pulling off moves like that, maybe he could do it. Who knows? Yeah. Like, I mean, he said he's been a big fan, so you know, he's into it. Like, you know, like hell yeah. And plus I hell will yeah. say it- that the Miz said that, um, after the Grammys, Bad Bunny performed at the Grammys and then came right to them and started training for this job. Like, so he said mm. he's been actually putting in the work, coming in. He's been energetic it. and everything. And, you know, so it's like, 
At least oh, if look. the nigga wants to, if he's doing it, he's doing it and actually like doing it right. Let, let me just say this, dog. The nigga has made enough references in his music to WWE that only real wrestling fans would know. <laughs> for for me to doubt that he's really a fan and that he really likes to do this shit, or, or that he at least likes to watch it. So I don't know. It, again, I know some people do it for the you know just to be in the spotlight or just to have publicity or whatever you want to call it but i feel like he's genuinely a fan he's talked about it all the time and and, and i feel like he genuinely is a fan of wrestling and you know he, he mentions it all in a lot of his music so i thought, I thought that it was dope i thought that it was dope and, and now mind you this wasn't even the first time he had been in the wrestling ring because he had done this previously earlier this year at the royal rumble yeah they said he performed booker t at that but i didn't know he was actually in the ring doing anything i just thought he was performing he was, I think he was in the Royal Rumble. Shit. <laughs> I think, yeah, he was, a, and he did the same thing where he jumped off the top rope and landed on the people outside of the ring. So, it was, it was dope. Okay, okay. It was dope. So, so, shout out, shout out to Bad Bunny. Man. No boy. Didn't he have, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin in one of his videos too? He did, yeah. No, he did. He did. Watch, well, gonna have to I think it's kind of, next one. I hope so. I hope so, dog. I hope fucking so, dog. That would be fucking dope. Okay. And it's funny because, because Bad Bunny, you know, he's, and I know everybody lo- loves to say this for no fucking reason that they're retired from music. But he's came out and said that his last album was his last album ever. So, I mean, he might, he might, I don't know. How many albums has he actually released? I think he might have only released, well, he might have released like three or four. Okay. And, and to be fair, right? To be fair, Bad Bunny does not fucking miss. Like, I used to kind of be like a hater of his. And, and, and we're right because he used to just kind of like make Spanish versions of trap songs, kind of. <laughs> okay. and, and I kind of had, I kind of felt a way about it because I felt like it was kind of uncreative in a way. But the niggas fucking, the nigga just after that he just took off, dog. And, and I can't, I can't even hate anymore. Like he, he's, he's the fucking man. He doesn't miss. And I feel like at this point, shit, if he if he could do this and do that shit right, then why the fuck not? You know what I mean? That shit, that shit, that shit was dope. I thought that this one was a pretty good, pretty interesting topic considering that we're going to be reviewing this guy's album pretty soon. But the new rapper who a lot of people swore was an industry plant when he first came out. Yeah. Uh, Jack Harlow, his album, uh, uh, That's What They All Say, the one we will be reviewing sh- uh, in a couple weeks, it went gold. Like it got a gold certification uh, yeah. this weekend. And also his song. Tyler Harrow, which is named after a basketball player, you said was from Miami, I believe. Uh, I believe he still plays there, okay. if I'm not mistaken. I, I mean, I think he should still play there. He's one of the best players. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's he's again, like I was telling uh, Kuba before the show, it, he kind of has the same thing going on for him as like he's like a white boy who kind of, you know, he kind of has the swag and kind of okay. raps like a black dude. Like okay. you know, he kind of. Does it sound like if you weren't to look at him, you think, oh, this, this is... Yeah. So, same thing kind of with Tyler Harrell. Uh, he's he's out here. You know, he had a really breakout season last season. Uh, so, he's kind of like a hot name right now. So, I feel like it was dope for him to pick. And also, you know, obviously, him being another hot name. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Jack Harlow. But, yeah, no, it, he, he's definitely a basketball player. But that song went five times platinum. So congratulations mm. to him on his nah, album certification and for that track's five times platinum. And the What's Poppin' song, the, especially with the, the remix, I don't know what that is, but I'm sure that's already a couple times platinum. Oh, yeah, for that sure. That was a huge song. Hell, yeah. Nah, definitely. 
and he, he's dope, man. He's he's really dope. I think he. Uh, I don't know. If, I think it might have been you that sent me the video of, of Greg Harlow rapping when he was like a little kid. No, that definitely wasn't me because I haven't seen that. You ever seen that? Mm-mm. Bro, it's Jack Harlow looking like the goofiest white little <laughs> fucking nigga you've ever seen in your life, dog. <laughs> like I don't even know how to describe it, dog. But but I'll tell you this: as goofy as it was, mm-hmm. his rhymes were still pretty on point. Like it, it was it was child raps, right? It oh, was kind of course, childish, yeah. but it was on point. Like and and I give him credit for that because you know for you to be able to do that at such a young age. It just makes that when you get to a you know another age where your vocabulary and your life experiences are a lot different. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, you'll be able to do that at a high level. So that's why I feel like you know, cause cause he's dope. I th- I think he raps really well. I think uh, melodically, all you know, all the things that he does in his music, I feel like he does it really well. And I don't know. Again, it just kind of shows that you know all the work I guess he was putting in back then. No question, paid off when um when when. You know, he, he became big. Uh, yeah, no, it's glad to see that. I mean, I don't, you know, who knows if he's actually an industry plant. I don't know, whatever, whatever. But like I, I said, so, like, man. the reason I decided to, we should, we should, uh, check out his album is because I listened to it once and I was just like, okay, this is way better than I thought it was. Gonna be. Like, like, yeah. Very, very lyrically gifted young man right there, I, I have to say. So, but so congratulations Thanks. to Mr. Jack Harlow on his, on his new or his continued success, I guess we should say. Let me let me tell you right now. Let me tell you right now. Let me make a bold prediction. Ooh, make it. All right. He's been chilling with the Migos lately, okay? <laughs> let, me just say, let me just say this, okay? Let me make a bold prediction here. And okay. I don't know if you know it. My man, he's going to have a celebrity girl, and she's going to be black. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, dog. Because, you know what it is? Once, once like, the culture saw him chilling with the Migos, it's like, all right, he's... He's like the cool white boy. He got the swag. He gonna get like a bad little black joint. I'm telling you, dog. He gonna get a black, a bad little black joint. And it's gonna be like a celebrity. It's gonna be like Ruby Rose or, you know, somebody, somebody who's, you know, you know, bad. Uh, I'm telling you, it's gonna happen. My man is out <laughs> here, man. Cause, cause he, he just was in the all-star game and he was balling out. Oh shit. Okay. And, and he was, you know, uh, hanging out with Quavo and Migos and shit. So. Okay. Y'all already know he's gonna enter that world. So yeah, man. Oh, he gotta come with a dumb thick joke, just a ratchet ass dumb thick joke. I'm trying to tell you, dog. He gonna he gonna wipe up uh, like Asian doll or some shit like that. (laughs) He gonna be in Sweeney's box next match. No, uh, yo, nah, hell nah. Because them niggas, nigga. Imagine if he were to do that when like the Migos are like his. I feel like the Migos are kind of like his um his like connection to the street rap side i guess yeah so if you were to fuck that up now nah, nigga if there's anything white white boys love is having a connection to, to the ratchetness so that is very he's like true that. no Hashtag i'm trying to tell you nigga, i'm trying i'm trying to tell you so he ain't gonna risk that but nah he he he, he gonna i'm telling you he gonna get a bad he gonna get one of the dogs whether it be china doll whether it be asian doll whether it be whatever the fuck one of the dogs, you gonna get one. <laughs> All right, well, Mr. Harlow, I'm rooting for you on that. Go ahead and get your little ratchet take jump. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm I'm rooting for you too, bro. <laughs> As y'all know, you know the presidency uh, was decided in fucking January. I'm sorry, November of last year, <laughs> and uh, and Biden came into president in January. We've been fucking four months now or three months now with Biden, so we haven't we haven't heard of fucking uh, uh, Don Cheeto in a minute now. So. 
we've been doing good, y'all. Uh, as far as that goes, obviously there's other issues pending and all that kind of good stuff. But people are already fucking thinking about the next election, of course. And, you know, what other name to bring up than The Rock? You know, the nigga has been fucking famous for a really long time. He has, he, he, not only has he been famous, but I feel like he's been a very, uh, influential person for, for a really long time. True, uh, true. since, since people were fans of his, obviously done wrestling to, uh, to movies. He's, he's been in, in major movies, not just like, you know, movies that wrestlers get into. No offense to all the wrestlers that have been in movies, but the, the truth of it is most of y'all don't fucking make it to major, uh, studio movies uh-huh. other than like The Rock and John Cena. Oh, and uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Batista, Dave Batista, and Batista. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely Batista. So, I just, you know, I, I don't know. Um, so The Rock, he, um, he, they, they said that he should run for president. Pretty much is, is kind of, I guess, what they were, what I was trying to say this whole time. And I'm gonna be honest. I feel like when people love somebody universally and they run for president, I feel like it's usually not a good thing. Because it's kind of like that whole thing about meeting your heroes type of shit. True. You know what I mean? Because right now, right, The Rock, everybody might love The Rock, right? But he only puts out the part that he wants us to see. But I feel like once you're president, it's kind of hard to kind of do that. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's going to see what the fuck it really is. And if, if The Rock feels a certain way about an issue that might not slide with everybody, then, it'll you know, people are fit. You know, people will abandon your, 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 and, and if that's the only thing that's keeping people to you is that they like you from wrestling or that they like you from movies, then people are going to leave you ASAP. You know what I mean? So I don't know that that's why it's kind of tricky to, to say he should or he shouldn't run because I feel like if you're, if the only attachment people is like, you know, nostalgia and, and just, you know, people have seen you on TV, dog, that, I don't think that's strong enough to keep you, uh, when like real issues come up and shit like that. Well, I agree with you on that point, but it's also about who you put around you. Cause, uh, you know, like, Donald Trump was, was the, you know, the first real, well, not, not the first, but like, uh, was it, I don't want to say it was Nixon. I want to say it was, I think it was Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan was an actor before he became president. Yeah, yeah, he so, was. So, so, I mean, if you put people around you who know what they're doing, and honestly, I don't know enough about the Reagan administration to talk about it at all. Right. right but, exactly. um, in in the case of shoulda coulda wouldas with Donald Trump, Donald Trump's presidency may not have been as catastrophic if he actually put people around him and surrounded right. him with people who knew what the fuck they were doing, and not he yet. actually had the ego to set his shit aside and listen to motherfuckers who are more knowledgeable in something than him. Yeah. Then Instead he could have placing been, his whole family there. Basically, it could have been a way better presidency, and I feel like. Yeah. The Rock is not wouldn't go that way. I think that he would actually surround himself with people who have the experience that would help him make good decisions. But the yeah. The Rock is also a very charismatic person. So when it comes to talking to people about you know you know treaties and all the deals and all the whatever whatever whatever, I feel like that he might be pretty good at that. Also, he's a very physically imposing person. So if him and like someone that we're you yeah. know enemies against, like Vladimir Putin, like Vladimir Putin's a big motherfucker, but The Rock is probably twice as big as him. So yeah. you know what I'm saying, like. Could you imagine that nigga going to shake, like, Kim Jong-un's hand? Like, nigga, that nigga is going to shit his pants, dog, after he fucking shakes. Like, because after shaking fucking Biden's shriveled up fucking shaking hand, that nigga's about to croak any day now. (laughs) And the same thing with fucking Donald Trump. Basically. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so to to go to a 
firm handshake of fucking uh, of the Rock. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty crazy, though. That'd and, be pretty crazy. And if he was ever, if he was president and was to meet like Kim Jong Il, Kim Jong Il probably only comes like up to the Rock's stomach, maybe his chest, because he's not a tall person. So you know what I'm saying? That's like another thing. Is just like it's gonna be like. I don't want to say more physically imposing or anything. Vladimir Putin, King John Mill, like the rock is just big as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, so mm-hmm. he's going to be yeah. a right. physically imposing thing. I don't know if that would, you know, affect any, you know, world leaders that have beef with us or anything like that. Um, right. But um, I mean, it could, you know, it could be something cool. But I, like it's the same time, like I said, as long as he actually puts people in charge of shit that know what the fuck they're doing, I wouldn't have yeah. a problem with it. I, I don't think that we really need a celebrity president right now. I just think we need some niggas who know what the fuck they're doing. Nah, nah, that's a fact. Um, now, granted, you know, like you said, the fact that The Rock is a charismatic person, I feel, look, in all honesty, right, mm-hmm. I mean, we, we, we all know this, that we, we feel like, at least I feel like that president is kind of like just the face of the whole, everything that's kind of going on in the White House, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I feel like that's why The Rock, I feel like, would be a perfect person for this, because obviously, like you said, you know, as long as he has the right people around him, um, then, you know, things should be okay, because as long as he's the only, just the person who's talking to people, giving speeches and shit like that and i feel like we should be good with him but i feel like uh, obviously that's that's pending him having a really good cast around him and i feel like if he's able to do that then i feel like it wouldn't be a terrible idea to at least to at least you know have him maybe run for something and you know be like a mayor somewhere or some shit mm-hmm. first maybe and then maybe just you know just to see if, if he's okay with being in a position of power like that yeah no i i I agree 100%. Like, they have to have, I think that they would have, they should have to do some shit like that, like be a governor or mayor or some shit before they try to become the president. Because you should have some type of experience in running something. You know what I'm saying? Like, not necessarily a company, but like some type of government thing. Like, you should have that type of experience in order to be the president. Maybe they should just update what it needs to be to be the president. Because you know, there's an age age limit on the president. You got to be like, like over 35 or some shit. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's like there's it's like little random things that you never really think about and they never really talk about. But I mean, we only really get old white people that do it anyway. So, right, right. Nah, that's a fact. We, we got because and it's kind of stupid because I feel like the old, obviously the older you are, the more you, out of touch you are with what the fuck is actually going on. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care what anybody says. There's no way that somebody who's seventy five or older knows what the fuck is really going on in the world or how shit is. You know, you just really don't know. Mm-hmm. That's just big facts on that. You have your view of some shit a certain way. And I mean, it may not be that different from the way I view it as someone who's like 15 to 25 young, years younger than you. But at the same time, you still have like, you still have a little bit of something that's not going to mesh well with what I feel on the same situation. Because we could feel, right. you know, we could we could say that, you know, I don't even know what to bring up to, to, say, to, to, to eloquent <laughs> my point without making it either sound really bad or making me sound stupid. So I'm just going to not. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I think I think I think we get what you're trying to say. <laughs> I was also listening to um, an academic's stream the other day on YouTube, and he was talking to uh, his stream, and pretty much he brought up a, a. I feel like it's an interesting and valid argument and just point, and that's that Bobby Schmider has been out for about two months now. You know, we're all happy about that, but he hasn't released music now. It's it's become a thing in hip hop that as soon as somebody gets out of jail, they release a first day out song. That's just it's it's become a thing. Like it really has become a thing. If somebody goes to jail, to release a first day out song. Now Bobby Schmurder didn't do that. You know, there's a lot of rumors out there as for you know reasons as to why I've, I've heard rumors of issues with the record label. I don't think any of us really know the real reason why. And, and to be honest, maybe it's just Bobby. 
is trying to get back into his life. He's been in jail for fucking seven years, I think. And I don't know, man. It, it, um, academics brought up a point that, like, if, if his first song, whatever it is, isn't a hit, that people might just move on from it. Now, I feel like that kind of just speaks on the level of where music as a whole is. You know what I mean? Where people, there's so much music out there mm-hmm. that people will lose that initial allure of, damn, this nigga went to jail, didn't rap, and his music is hot. You know what I mean? So it, it, I feel like if he doesn't release something soon and it's not a hit, I kind of agree with academics that I feel like it might be, it might be kind of, you know, kind of short for, for Bobby because I feel like there's a lot of expectations. And like we were saying before the show that, you know, the more you keep people waiting, the more you give them a chance to develop expectations for what, you know, you're going to come out with. And, you know, it, it just, I don't know. I just don't think it's a good look. I kind of disagree on that. Because again, you know, I've always, I'm always the one that promotes, you know, taking time to craft your music, get your, your experience up and, you know, write music that, you know, reflects your new experiences and all that other shit. So maybe he chose not to, because I mean, Bobby was locked up for like six years or some shit like that. Uh, yeah, six, seven years. Yeah. Yeah, So like he, I'm sure he has a lot of stuff back, you know, backlog written and shit like that. So maybe mm-hmm. he's just making an album and like, you know, he's going to take the first couple of months he's out to breathe, catch up with family and friends, you yeah. know, make his little appearances yeah. like he's been doing, get his money up yep. a little bit while he's mm-hmm. working on an album. You know, like, you know, next week, next month, you know, he could probably release a project and it could be fire because it's been shit that he's been working on and perfecting and crafting for six years, six, seven years. And at the same time, now that he actually gets in the studio with beats and shit, I'm sure he's going to take even longer just to make sure that the shit is perfect. Like, you're not going to. Like I, I would, I would probably do the same thing. Where like, I don't know if it would be two months or whatever, but I mean, I would wait to release music until you know I had something out that I thought was going to be a banger. I don't want to just release something out there to put my name out there to keep my name in the lexicon just for it to like fade away like a week or two later. You know what I'm saying? If I'm coming well, back after that type of layoff, I want this shit to hit and hit hard and be around. I was about to say that I feel like if he were to come out with something like if he were to have come out with something as soon as he came out and it would have been a smash hit. Mm-hmm. He he would have been up there with the little babies, the baby like like his name would be in the mix of the top rappers in the game just because the hype of the hit song presumably mm-hmm. and the hype of him coming out of jail the right way holding his homie down and doing everything that he was supposed to do so that would have been something that would have been beautiful uh you know it doesn't always happen that way though yeah, yeah. um but um. I don't know. Uh, nonetheless, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, 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 I kind of agree with you as well. Uh, I'm just saying that I feel like he, he could have capitalized off the first day or first week, you know, home type of situation because everybody was tuning in. Mm-hmm. Everybody was tuning in. I get it. Definitely. You know? I get it. I, especially, like I said, he's been out for a minute. Like he's been gone from the game for a minute and people have been wanting him to come back for a minute. But then again, like I said, I can, I can respect taking your time, putting out what you think is perfect. Cause I mean, I don't know. Like, it's hard to see. It's it's hard to like really talk about something like this unless you kind of know where that person's headspace is at, or you know, have an mm-hmm. idea of what their plans are. I heard them talk about this, uh, right. but it's just like at this point, like I understand as fans, we want the nigga to come out with shit, like point blank mm-hmm. period. Like he, like you said, it could have lifted him into the stratosphere with all the niggas that are the hottest in the game right now. But at the same time, you gotta respect the nigga who you know had to sit for six, seven years, and is then is now waiting to make sure that his product is gonna come out and be the best that it could be. Now, I'm not saying that that's what it is, just because I guess that's my opinion on what I think right. is probably going on. And honestly, that would be my opinion on what would be best practices. For him. 
But at the same time, I get the fact that, you know, you really could have hit the road, you know, running like right off the bank. But maybe he just didn't have anything at that point. Or maybe he wasn't in that headspace to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know. I'm me. Assume, really, I'm just assuming it was catching up with family because I remember hearing that he had like requested that his mom make like 10 pounds of oxtails and rice and shit you know what i'm saying like so you know like he was making club appearances he was all over the place masked up and shit so you know he's been busy moving about and just being a free nigga and being happy to be yeah. a free nigga because yeah. i mean the first shit yeah. that would be one of my first meals i would want to do if i got out of jail for a few years oxtails nigga please no serve them up hell yeah like i've, I've watched a bunch of uh like you know videos on youtube that talk about meals and prison and shit like that yep and Nick, yes. If you can get your mom to cook you the favorite thing that she makes, mm-hmm. like getting out of jail, you will take that chance every fucking time, dog. Because mm-hmm. it's like, dog, you don't know. You don't know what it is. Like, being in there and a good meal is like some bullshit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, a good meal, like a, like a fucking home run meal is like a McDonald's cheeseburger or some shit like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, that, at least that quality. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it's just... You know, I, I don't doubt it. And don't get me wrong. I, I don't I don't think there's a right or wrong answer as to how he can handle it. But I'm just saying that I feel like his peers, people that are arguably make similar music or have the same audience. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, they've done it before as well. And I know obviously you don't they don't have to live up to or he doesn't have to live up to that, too. But I feel like, you know, fans kind of develop a certain expectation. Okay. And, you know, but again, fans are fickle. They're fucking most of the time young and stupid. Yeah. So it, it really won't matter if he if he comes out with a hit. It really won't matter. I agree. That's basically it. That's all we got to do for the regular episode today. But of course, we want to do some first listens for y'all. I uh, got about four sure. or five of them on deck, and uh, I guess we're gonna start out with Soldier Boy, who apparently has been making and releasing music throughout the pandemic. There's at least three songs I saw that were listed from 2020. And there's at least two or three songs from 2021. Um, I did not know Soldier Boy was making music still. I thought he was just online acting an ignorant nigga. <laughs> but uh, apparently he has done this. And uh, one of my friends told me that it's, it's, it sounds like he's trying to do like a DC style flow. Like with what uh, mm. our local artists have been uh, rocking with for a while now. That It sounds like he's trying yeah. to do that. I haven't heard any of these songs yet. So I cannot verify nor uh, deny those claims, but uh, we can let's just go ahead and uh, check out uh, the first jump and it's Soldier Boy and the song is called Pandemic. All right, I'm ready. All right, let's go. A few minutes later. Okay. All right, sir. So what do you think of uh, Pandemic by Social <coughs> Social Boy? Soldier Boy. <laughs> Social Boy should be a thing. I'm just gonna put that up there. <laughs> but uh, all right, look, man. I mean, like, 100% sounds like some fucking DC shit. Um, if you listen to any young DC nigga out right now, it sounds just like them. Um, and to be honest, I think I'd rather listen to that. Um, cause, I mean, that's, that's, that's usually how that shit is, dog. Like, that's the problem with imitation, dog, is that it's, it's usually just makes you want to listen to the thing that they're imitating. Basically. So, this is, this is kind of how I felt about it. Uh, it wasn't bad. Like, it wasn't a bad song. I thought it sounded okay. But again, I just feel like there's other uh, better alternatives that I know of and rather listen to. <laughs> Honestly, I agree with you. Like I'm listening to the beat, and the beat is actually pretty vicious. Yeah. But the lyrics, the lyrics leave a lot to be desired. 
I mean, I don't really know Soldier Boy to be like a very lyrical rapper in the first place. So right. I really can't say that. I mean, I can say that I didn't hate the song. I will say that. I didn't hate it. I'm not gonna say that I like really liked it. But it was it was interesting to hear because like I mean, I know like maybe all of two or three Soldier Boy songs. Like we've talked about this before. So like right. this is definitely different than any of the shit that I remember hearing from him. It definitely does sound more like some of the niggas that we have locally, especially the ones that are more popping and shit. Um, yeah. But I mean, we kind of already know that that Soldier Boy is a good imitator of stuff. I mean, he got the he had the, the that bootleg Nintendo console that he sold a couple years ago, and now he got like the bootleg Game Boy that he's trying to push. So like, I don't. I mean, when I, whenever right, I see man. whenever I see Soldier Boy, I think of bootleg at this. point. I mean, all of this to me is just theatrics, you know what I mean? I feel like everybody knows this. That's why even the people that he's, you know, quote unquote dissing mm-hmm. aren't really taking it seriously because they know that at this point, it's all just, it's kind of what Soldier Boy does. Like, remember when he was tweaking out with the guns, with the little purple gun that looked mm-hmm. like a toy? Yep. And, and, and unfortunately, it, it's for attention. And then the last time he did this shit, the nigga fucking went to jail. Yep. You know what I mean? So I just, I don't know, man. I, I really hope that this shit doesn't lead to nothing because he's definitely threatened a lot of people and told a lot of people he's gonna smack them when he sees them mm-hmm. so i just hope that you know he doesn't feel like he has to do that because it's like oh, i get it you know you know you're trying to get stir some shit up and you know get you know buzz rolling around you but dog just fucking work on your fucking music bro. basically like because here's the thing you know it's funny because people like like i don't even i wouldn't even call soldier boy a one-hit wonder because he had at least three or four songs that I would say were probably hits. That like now, obviously, you know, this was probably like when I was in high school or middle, school, late middle school, early high school, which is probably why you know I know more about these songs than you probably would at this point. Basically, but nonetheless, like I, I would say that at least songs that were known, like "Kiss Me Through the Phone," I feel like it's a pretty big fucking song, and that was a, a Soldier Boy song. Um, obviously, the uh, "Crank That Soldier Boy." Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm sure I can't think of at least there's at least one more out there. I know this. But the point is that, um, that I don't know, man. I, I feel like he can make songs that people connect with and vibe with. And he's shown that he can. So I feel like he should at least attempt to go do that one more time before running back to this, you know, publicity thing. I agree with you. I mean, it's better. I, I'd, I'd prefer to hear him dissing people on tracks than, than just like on Instagram acting a straight up fool. Because mm-hmm. uh, at least you're putting out content. I will say though, off of this, off just the strength of this one song we heard, yo, your beat selection is all right though. So just get get your other shit up to up up to par. You know, put some put some work in, nigga. I know it's the pandemic; you didn't have plenty of time to work on your shit. So, but right. well, let's let's check out this next one though, okay. uh, which is uh, another one from Young Draco himself, mm-hmm. which is gonna be called Zaza, which I already know what it is. That guess, so we're gonna check this shit out. Whenever you're ready, sir. Let's do it. A few minutes later. So what do you think about that, Java? I liked it a little bit better lyrically than the other one. I wasn't as impressed with this beat, but lyrically, definitely, it was it was tougher than the other one. But yeah, like, it's definitely never a... I mean, like I said, I'm not going to sit here and say I know all of Soulja Boy's songs, but I've definitely never heard him sound like that before. Right. It seems, honestly, like, these are the two songs I've heard by him where I, sound, I feel like he has, like, the least energy on them. Mm. So, I mean, yeah, and again, it kind of goes copying that DC style. Like, if you've heard a lot of like, you know, new DC rappers, they kind of have that little kind of like lazy kind of monotone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's kind of like that's that's just what it is. And you could tell that you know, Soldier Boy 
was doing the clocking in thing in the in the booth, the checking in thing. Mm-hmm. We recorded one part and recorded it over the other one. So I don't know. It just again, this is another song that kind of sounds just like a lot of these young DC niggas just rapping out there. So oh, but 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 again, I I I, th- I think the song was all right. I think I actually really liked the beat. I thought the beat was really dope. And yeah, it wasn't bad. Let me I'm, I'm gonna say it wasn't bad. I I agree with you. Like I said, the the beat was uh, a little bit left to be desired, but everything else about it was pretty vicious. So. Good job, soldier. Going to keep on putting out some shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, now the next jump we got for our first listens is going to be our man Freddie Gibbs, and he's got a song called Boss Rabbit, and we about to peep that jump. Let's do it. Let's get it. A few minutes later. All right, sir. So, what did you think about that? I loved everything about that song. Dog. What do you mean that the lyrics, the yep. beat, his flow killed this shit yeah. from jump. Period. That's it. Let me let me just say this is a perfect ten for me. All the way, everything about it, like you said, the beat, the flow, the lyrics. First of all, that beat is fucking nasty, dog. The sample in the background, the little, I think it's a violin. I want to say. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. nigga, that shit sound like you on a journey, dog. I'm telling you. <laughs> and the little sound effects, the little, eh, 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 yeah. it, it was a lot of it, and it didn't get annoying, which was great. I was nah. like, uh huh. You know, usually I'm against that shit being through a whole song, but like, God damn, he killed this motherfucker. Yeah, no, I, I think we both agree. If you haven't heard this song, go check this shit out. I'm going to just say this, man. I think Freddie Gibbs is without a doubt making some of the best rap right now. I think to me, if, if you're a purist, if you really like bars and shit like that, him, he's right up there with everybody in Griselda, in my opinion, man. He, he's, he's killing. I agree with you. This shit is fucking ridiculous. Oh, my God. Now I can't wait to listen to his new album. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. All right. So the next joint we're going to go into is a song by, I believe the, it's a group, Brockhampton. And um, the song, and it's also featuring Aesop Rocky and Aesop Ferb, and it's called Bankroll. So let's go ahead and get that joint. Ready, sir? All right. Let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. A few minutes later. All right, sir. And what uh, what did you think about that song? I, I like this joint. I thought it was a little different. Definitely had a different kind of vibe to it, but I feel like it, it kind of fits a lot of what, you know, ASAP Rocky and Berg like to do. Uh, this is my first time ever hearing a Brockhampton, and I'm assuming it was the gentleman with the British accent. Pretty sure that wasn't Berg or, uh, or Rocky, but um, I thought it was dope. I thought it was dope. Um, a little kind of all over the place sometimes, but I think it was all right. I thought it was dope. No, I, I like the song. It was pretty vicious. But as I was as the song was playing, I was looking up Rockhampton, and they are labeled as an American hip hop boy band. There is at least, well, according to the thing, there's like 13 people that are part of this. Oh, I'm not even sure how that really works. But... I I don't either. But um, now the song was pretty good. It was definitely um, the beat was definitely different. But I mean, I've listened to Brockhampton a lot before, and it's a very Brockhampton beat. But yeah, no, I I thought the song was pretty good. Lyrically, it was pretty dope. I don't really have much to say about it. I mean, like it was a little slow for me, but I mean, and it kind of like it seemed like it kind of dragged on to the end, towards the end. But uh, other than that, like I mean, it was actually like what a full like almost three minute song versus the two joints with Soldier Boy, where they were like two minutes each. And, um, right. So it's it's good to hear a fleshed out song like that. Um, like I said, it was it was that one was just a little slow for me. Like just the pacing of it but i can't you know ferg and, and and rocky did their thing on it so i'm not mad at that at all how much, how much? where link l-i-n-k 
Couldn't find it under like Tierra Whack link, so I just went and put Tierra back, Tierra Whack, and looked up all the songs and didn't have it. All right, well, I found it either way. So, <laughs> right. you ready? Right. A few minutes later. So what do you think about that, John? I thought that John was pretty dope. It had a really interesting beat to it, um, mm-hmm. and that little dun, 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 mm-hmm. whatever that is, that was interesting and. I, yeah. I feel like it could be a sample from something, but like, or like sample-ish of something, mm-hmm. but it right. doesn't, it, it seems familiar, but at the same time, I can't place it. It, it kind of, you know what, it, it, it kind of feels, you know when some shit feels uh, like nostalgic, even though you've probably never heard it before? Yeah. That's kind of like the feeling I got from this joint. I agree. I, I think that the uh, the sample or whatever it is they use, the keys that they were playing right there, very unique and just different. And I feel like this joint was dope. And I feel like, the hook was obviously very simple, but I feel like she showed her rapping ability in her verse, the one verse in the song. Mm-hmm. And I thought the joint was dope. I, I um, actually heard the joint uh, earlier in the weekend, and I thought the joint was pretty tight. And uh, yeah, hearing it again, I thought I thought the joint was dope. Definitely, it's a good looks on turning me on to that one. Now I have to go look for more Tierra White because I've never actually like sat back and listened to more than like i think me neither. i think we did a uh first listen or something with like one tierra wax song or no you know what it was was she the one that was on the freestyle joint the cypher joint possibly because that would make sense so yeah and i think that was the last time i actually heard her rap but she killed that joint i do remember yeah. so no nah, definitely I and mean, honestly i feel the same way once i heard this one i was like oh this one is tight like because i wasn't sure what to expect from her music you know what i mean so mm-hmm. i i see that she kind of does a little bit of everything you know, yeah, so her really and No Name, and there was one other junk that was like, oh, Chica. They're Chica, all kind of yeah, like Chica, that. Yeah. They all ha- they all can spit, but then they, they hit you with something like this where you just don't expect that from them because yeah. you're used to only hearing them spit. Exactly, yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this junk was dope, though. Well, that is the last junk we have for the for the first listens this week. But we before we get out of here, y'all know we like to do recommendations. So, sir, do you have a recommendation for the folks out there today? You know, it's funny. Every time we get to this point, and you're like, anyway, that, that about wraps it up. I start thinking, fuck, what was the other thing I was going to recommend? I've heard a lot of people talking shit about this movie, but it actually was not that bad. Godzilla versus King Kong. Go watch that joint. It's actually not that bad. I didn't really like the last Godzilla movie I watched when he fought the fucking, the, the king of the whatever he, yeah, the, the fucking, whatever it is he fought. The last movie he did, I wasn't a really big fan of it, but this joint was actually all right. I actually liked a lot of what they did in this joint. The last um, one would have been King Ghidra, but that's just me. I'm very Godzilla. <laughs> I've been a Godzilla fan since I was a kid, and it's all my dad's fault. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, true, true, true. Yeah, no, nah, it's funny because um, one of my, um, somebody in my class brought it up, about this upcoming movie, or this movie that just came out up, and then I guess our, um, our professor, he's kind of a little bit older, and he's like, man, I don't know, man. A lot of these movies, they just kind of try to forget about what the movie's really about. Mm-hmm. They just kind of like make a bunch of CGI bullshit, pretty much is what he referred to it as. Because he, he was saying that, like, in, like, the older movies, you didn't really see a lot of fighting, per se. Like, it was more so, like, character development. Mm-hmm. A lot of bullshit that I think... Well, they also got people to dress up in Godzilla costumes and whatever he was fighting costume. So it was, like, literally, like, a humanoid-looking Godzilla yeah. who was just all tall and lanky because it's the person in a suit, like, you know, fake going across the downtown, fake, fake downtown Tokyo. But at the same time, like... They had to use practical effects and niggas in suits. They couldn't do the types exactly. of fights back then that they can do now, which makes it even more. I mean, back in the day, it was vicious to me anyway. But nowadays, it's like even just more entrancing. Like, honestly, I'll say like last week when my man Mars hosted, he was telling people, I don't bother watching it. I didn't like it, blah, blah, blah. To me, 
all the kaiju fights were tight. All the monster fights were vicious. But yeah. when it came to like the little girl from Stranger Things and the little fat boy from yeah. Deadpool, like their storyline and the dude from Atlanta, the it, was, it was unnecessary. It, it was, was really unnecessary in the whole scheme of things because their whole thing basically led up to them uh, having them the the do um, Paperboy's uh, flask basically poured on the thing yeah. to try and disable the mecha godzilla so it's like yeah it was like y'all really didn't need them in the movie all the mu- all the humans that were dealing with transporting kong and shit all of that shit was was straight with me because it wasn't too too focused on them it was really focused yeah. on the little girl and kong but like at the same time right. they were necessary because they were taking kong to wherever it was plus they yeah, were from the cool. island or they were on the island with him so like kong knew them basically you know what right. Like? right 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 but yeah now nah, definitely again without giving too much away y'all if you haven't watched that yet, go watch that. Mm-hmm. It's not as bad as some motherfuckers are making it seem. But definitely go check that joint out. Godzilla vs. Kong. Bad. And of course, my my recommendation this week is going to be a DMX album, Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood, mm-hmm. album number two. The second of two albums that came out in 1998 and both went platinum. This song, I mean, this album has a rack of just fucking vicious junk. We don't give a fuck with Jada Kiss and Styles P. Of course, the locks are on that joint. Coming from featuring my girl Mary J. Blige. He even had what he called Damien Damien Part Two is called The Omen, which features Marilyn Manson. Uh, of oh, course, yeah. Slippin' is on that joint. So I mean, it's a Dogs for Life. You know, just shit that you know is just it hits hard. And the album is so vicious. If you have never heard a DMX album, I definitely say listen to Dark and Hell Is High and Flesh of My Flesh. Like both of these joints are pivotal for the DMX experience, but yes, Flesh of My Flesh is my choice for today. So if you haven't heard it, go check it out. Yeah, and if you can't find it, just look for the album cover with DMX literally covered in blood. Yeah, pretty much. That's that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, is there anything else you'd like to tell the people before we get up out of here today, sir? Hey, man, just big RIP to DMX again. You know, mm-hmm. legend in the game, in the world, really. If you really want to look at it from a bigger way um big r.i.p to him bless us to his family and thank y'all for tuning in with us for another episode this week and yeah we're gonna keep coming with the episodes and album reviews and everything else in between all right well on that note y'all know y'all can find us for your listening pleasure on soundcloud itunes iHeartRadio, podcast addict stitcher spotify radio republic and google Podcasts. You can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash HQ podcast and like the like the Instagram and everything. It is all spelled out. And again, for Instagram and Twitter, HQ podcast at HQ podcast. And yes, all spelled out. Sure. Uh, any last words for the people, sir? Now, nah, Matt, thank you for tuning in. As always, we're going to be back next week. Definitely stay tuned for some album reviews, like I said. Mm-hmm. And keep tuning in. And thank you, Matt. Thank you for listening. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right y'all we love he y'all this train of thought i'm telling you <laughs> well we love y'all thank you for listening as always we appreciate yeah. y'all uh be good and if you can't be good be the best that you can be and if you can't do that like we always say make your mama proud nigga. there you go that's all you need to know <laughs> all right y'all we out of here it. peace peace